Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you have coronavirus, I would still kiss you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's called Desperation. My guest today, oh my goodness, he hosts Culture Kings. Uh, you've seen him on Bless This Mess, Liza On Demand. It's Jacques Neal. Hey, what's up, Nicole? Coronavirus um, partner. Yeah, I mean, we are recording remotely. I assume you're at home? I'm at home. I'm chilling on the couch. I got my cat on the couch, you know. Uh, oh. I got some sunlight at the back of me. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. What kind of cat do you have? I have two cats. I got a, a a a black cat and I got a tuxedo cat. Oh. Black my black cat is a nightmare. Why? She's aggressive. She mean, man. She she mean to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she mean her to other people, but she mean to me. My tuxedo cat is sweet. He like be chilling and just on my lap and stuff. So I love him. Well, I would imagine the tuxedo cat is nicer because he's always dressed up. That <laughs> he's like, yo, I gotta be dapper. I got places to go. <laughs> I got things to see. I got places to go. People to dance with. Mm-hmm. I got money to make. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in your house? Oh, for like the teen? For the teen? Yeah, for the Rona. For the Rona, I've been, I've been, I've been teening it up since Thursday. Maybe <laughs> third, Thursday or Friday. I can't even remember. So, like a day after they announced the NBA was done, 
Cause like that, <laughs> that fucked black people up. Cause before that, you know, black people was like, man, we can't get no Corona. What the fuck? Get out of here, man. We good. And then when they was like, yo, we canceling the NBA season. You know, the homies was like, oh shit, let me stay my ass in the crib. Cause it became real then. So that, that was me. <laughs> Well, you saw me at that table read where I hugged every single black person in the room and I, I said, know. we can't get Corona. <laughs> and now I, I'm walking that back because Idris Elba, he's got it. So, I you know, know. I, I was wrong. Damn. Well, look, <laughs> that was, how long ago was that? That was like a week ago, that table read or something like that, that, right? It was like maybe a week and a half ago. Honestly, the days are just blending in. They are. They are. So you know what? I'm just going to keep drinking and keep smoking and mm. uh, live this rony life. That's what I've been doing. The other day I took mushrooms and watched Black Christmas, which is a terrible movie, but I had a <laughs> great time. I don't even know what that movie is. Is that like one of those uh, like Morris Chestnut movies or like one of those? No, I wish it was. I love me some Morris Chestnut. No, this is a bunch of women who were in a sorority and... The fraternities were killing the sororities because oh, they hate women. It was yes. not great. It's a horror movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Um, are you in therapy? Am I in therapy? Like right now? What? This could be therapy for me. I'm not currently in therapy, but <laughs> I'm not opposed. No, I was asking because yesterday I had a therapy session and I didn't want to have it in my house because uh, I'm quarantined with my roommate and uh, his boyfriend. So I was like, you know what? I'll go sit in a parking lot. So I went to the Costco parking lot in Atwater mm-hmm. and I sat there and I was like having moments with my therapist. I like cried a little. And then I looked around and I was like, there are four other people crying in their cars. Is everyone doing social distancing therapy? And I was like, I think so. I think Times so. Are tough. I think it was so I'm sure at least half of those people were crying because they were doing social distance therapy and the other half were crying because they haven't been able to find toilet paper. So like, <laughs> like times, are tough. times are tough. I can't hang out with my friends. I can't shit. I can't do nothing I want to do. <laughs> those are constipation cries. Like at least two of those people. <laughs> do you have toilet paper? I do. Let me tell you what I got, Nicole. Okay. I got toilet paper. I got I got body and face wipes just in case I need it. I'm not flushing mm-hmm. those for every all all my all my you know plumbing conscious people out there. I'm not flushing them, but I this also have a. This is a good a, PSA. Don't yes. flush them. They're not biodegradable. They're not. They fuck your toilet up. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also have a bidet. So look at God. Look at God. God. God has been good. God is good. Uh, and. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. And all the time, God, God is, is good. good. <laughs> so I've had a bidet for like two years now. So I've been on that bidet life already. So all I got is like eight rolls of toilet paper, but that's going to last me for like two to three months. Oh, yeah, probably. So when do you use the toilet paper? Like after a big old monster shit? I I mean, I'll, I still use it after every one just because I don't like wet ass. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to I have to still like wipe dry. But that's it. All right. All right. This is yeah. good. This is I, I like this plan. You know, you ain't walking around with a wet ass, but Mm-mm. it's a clean ass. It's a clean it's a clean booty. <laughs> okay. Jackies, are you single? Are you dating? What's your deal? So I am not single. Oh. 
I don't even know if you could call it dating because I've been with my significant other since 2008. So wow, I don't even know if we're dating anymore. We're just like living. <laughs> like we just we're just living. Like mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, we've been dating since college. We we got together in college. Uh, and I mean, and shit, listen to me. You, this is how you know that I'm fucked up because I got the date wrong. We've been dating since 2007. So I, I took a year <laughs> off our relationship. So yeah. How, so you guys met in college. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you met. We met at Columbia College, Chicago in okay. improv 201 class. Okay. So you're both fucking nerds. We're fucking nerds. You know, the funny thing is we weren't, it was just, it was a part of the curriculum. We were just, you had to take improv. Uh, I -hmm. didn't start improv again until I moved to Los Angeles, like six years later, but, uh, we met in improv 201 and, and we had a scene together and we were vibing, we were friends and stuff. And then we had a scene together and it felt awful uh like we both we sucked and i think that was us knowing like damn we like each other uh, so wait you were in a scene together it was not mm-hmm. good not and then good. you were like i love her i was like this is who i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with uh i didn't say that but i did say yeah i like this girl because i feel self-conscious about performing with her oh i get it so you were like I obviously like this person because I feel self-conscious about improvising with them. Yeah, I was, you know, it was it was just like, oh, I want I want them to think I'm funny when I'm doing the scene with them and stuff. It was just a it was a weird nervous energy that we had when we were doing the scene and she felt the same way. And uh yeah, and and but here's the kicker, we were both dating people at the time. Oh shit. So did you break up with your person first or tell me I want to tell me the whole thing okay so we were both dating somebody at the time and she was doing the thing where she would tell me how trash he was uh so you know she was like oh I hate I'm gonna call his name out like I hate Harrison I think that was his name uh Harrison Mm -hmm. is trash I don't like him I've only been dating him for like two or three months and I'm already crying. She was just giving me the scoop, you know, and I'm like, girl, let me give you this shoulder to cry on. You good. You're beautiful. Don't let him hurt you. But I was also dating a girl. I will not say her name, Uh, but I was also dating. I was dating a girl and we were good. It wasn't like we weren't like we weren't fighting or anything, but something just wasn't clicking. In the same way that it was mm-hmm. with my uh, now fiance. And yeah, I just end up saying, telling old girl like, yo, I think I'm vibing somebody else. So we got to we got to cut this short. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. I didn't say it that cool. I probably just said, hey, I'm busy for the next like three months. Um, oh, my God. Did you really say that? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that. That would be terrible. Uh, no, I told her, like, I don't think, you know, there is, you know, I just told her, like, hey, I'm interested in somebody else right now. And I don't think, like, our relationship is going to, you know, last. So I would mm-hmm. love to be friends. And we were not. You didn't you didn't remain friends. 
not right away, but we eventually became cordial again, which was which was cool because I did like like her as a person. Mm-hmm. We just weren't vibing like romantically or, you know, in like a we were just we were friends. We were friends, but with no like romantic or intimate connection, it felt like. Fair. I'm whenever yeah. somebody is like, let's stay friends. I'm like, uh, I already have so many friends. <laughs> I, I, I don't need this. I, I don't want to hang out with you and then be like, oh, man, we could be fucking. But you don't want to do that anymore. I know it's kind of weird. I don't think that's I don't think it's possible. Do you think it's possible to be friends? I know there are somebody I know there's some unicorns out there who think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's possible. But I think they're more the exceptions than the rule. I also think they're weird unicorn people because for me, I'm like, when I sleep with somebody, it's intimate. And if I develop feelings for them, that's intimate. But then that's like work for me to be like, all right, so we're not intimate anymore. I can't have these feelings for you anymore. So I have to like push that aside so we can just like hang out and be friends. No, thank you. Yeah, that sounds awful. It sounds awful. And it also sounds like how you make mistakes. Yes, because then, you know, you fucked, you know what that shit feels like. And you're like, you know, what if it's just like one last time? And then you're like, oh, no, right. I cheated on my girl. Right. 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 That's how you make mistakes. That's how you end up cheating. Like, I know somebody is pulling their hair out right now listening to this. But let me tell <laughs> let me let me let me talk to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, we right. You know, you know. Um, How did you how did you propose? All right, so for let me take you back to two thousand and eight. So that's us going back to two thousand eight. For the, that's that's how we do it in the improv game, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for our one year anniversary, we went to Disney World together, mm-hmm. and it was my first time ever going to Disney World, and her first time as an adult, and we loved it. It was special. We went, we went three more times in the next five years. Um, okay. And then we went and we was just like, we just love Disney. We became Disney Park people, right? And so <laughs> it's weird. We became, we're Disney Park heads. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it. And then we went in 2017, we decided we were going to go the next year. So we went again in 2018 and we've developed a spot at Magic Kingdom after the fireworks show is over. Uh, everything starts to clear out. We find a bench on the side of the Cinderella castle and just sit by the pond and just like chill out from the day. Right. So we Mm -hmm. were going to do that. It was Christmas time. Uh, It was November, 2018. We did that. And you know, we were sitting down and I was real awkward. I was like, Hey, can you uh, hold my bag real quick? And I was like, Oh, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. And after the fact she's told me now i knew something was up when you asked me to hold your bag because you never asked me to hold your bag uh mm-hmm. so that was the first mistake and i pulled out the ring it had a little light in it to show the or the ring box it had a light in it to show the ring and i just got down and asked her to you know marry me on the side of cinderella castle oh that's so fucking cute were there people around and were they like oh my god it 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 was like three people around but they didn't (laughs) say anything they didn't say anything they just i could tell they knew what was going on but they didn't like you know make a big deal about it which i was happy about because that's what i wanted to avoid Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I wanted, we're a very private couple, so I didn't want, you know, if it would have felt weird if a whole bunch of people were just like, oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm like, get your ass. I don't know you. (laughs) 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 What you congratulating me for? This could be our fifth attempt at marriage. This could be awful for us. You don't know. (laughs) That's honestly a dream of mine is to date someone who wants to do proposal bits. So like after we decide we're getting married, like I just want to randomly propose to this person just like throughout the like the next years we spend together. Like we're on a plane and I'm just like, will you marry me? And they're like, (laughs) yes. And then everyone's like, oh, my God. (laughs) But it's like we're already married. (laughs) You know what you should do, too? You should just get a whole bunch of fake rings and just keep putting them on like your ring finger until like your entire (laughs) ring finger is just full of rings. Uh, But your real one is at the bottom because that's the first one you get. Yes. That's the real one. And I'm like, he just keeps giving me rings. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been close to it? Have you been? I mean, I know like you're trying to find a date now. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I you know, listen, in another world, this could be a matchmaking podcast, but I feel like uh-huh. now I want to I want to get you to that point where you can have that dream realized. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, set me up with a single friend of yours. I have three single friends, but you probably know them all. So I don't <laughs> think you <laughs> I probably do. You do. Because even though like we've only met a couple times and talked a couple times, like our circles are intertwined greatly. Yeah, we have so so many, so many mutual friends. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, listen, if you ever trying to get to Chicago, though, I might have somebody. I might have a few people in Chicago who might, you know, who might be down to holler. I go to Chicago every year. My whole family lives there. For real? Mm Mm-hmm. They live on the Ah. south side. My sister... I'm not going to say where my sister, she lives in Chicago. I'm not okay. going to say, uh, they just live on the South side. Okay. I mean, I know the South, I was born and raised on the South side. Oh, well, we'll get into specifics when we're not recording. Yes. Uh, I mean, I can tell people where I was born because my house is no longer there. Uh, but don't tell anybody oh, okay. where your sister is. <laughs> they tore my no, house no. down. They tore your house down? Mm-mm, that's so rude. That shit is sad. I cried. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast. I don't remember the last time I recorded it, but I matched with someone on Tinder when I was in Arlington, Texas. And he was like, you seem like you're far away from L.A. Uh, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm in Arlington, Texas. And he was like, with this coronavirus? And I was like, yep, still working. <laughs> and then he unmatched me. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> when, when was this? Yeah, this was in the beginning. Shit. This was two weeks ago. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly when it was. Wow. Because uh, I was in Texas uh, March 6th, 7th, and 8th. And uh-huh. yeah, I was like, ooh, maybe I'm going to come home to some strange. And he was like, nah, bitch. Uh, so wait a minute. We're not doing this. He was here in L.A. Yes. And you were in Texas and yes. you matched with him and he unmatched you because he found out you were traveling. <laughs> yes. Listen, you you kind of got to admire the principles there because he was just like, listen, we supposed to be social distancing before the rest of us. Knew. <laughs> yeah, he was on to it. He knew he was on to it. I mean, listen, I think you should try again. He literally unmatched me and I wish I had taken a screenshot Uh, because it was so funny. But like he truly unmatched me as soon as I said I was traveling. 
That is so funny. See, I don't know the I don't know the dating app like oh. lingo, so I didn't know. So that means because I've haven't dated anybody in this era of dating, so I, I don't know any of that shit. I gotta say, what a treat for you! What a goddamn dream! Because I say it all the time: dating apps are a living fucking nightmare. They are the fucking worst. Really? Yes. First dates are the worst because you're like, all right. I actually don't care about you because I don't fucking know you, but I'm going to dress up. I'm going to shave my pussy. I'm going to put on my good wig. Mm -hmm. I'm going to paint my fucking face up. And then I'm going to try to make you laugh on this date. So you maybe take me home or try to call me again. Or I try to escape the date because you're terrible. Yeah. I was dating two dudes and talking to a third And after like the whole quarantine thing, I was like, yo, hit me up when the pandemic is over. There's no point to continue talking during this. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to talk? We just going to text each other. Like we can't see each other. We can't see each other. (laughs) I guess we could like FaceTime. I have a friend who's doing a FaceTime date this week, a FaceTime Mm. first date. And I was like, is this what the world is going to come to? Oh, I, I, this is awful. We're all just on Zoom trying to date people. Third base is going to be meeting. (laughs) That's what third (laughs) base is going to be now. Like the first meet. Uh, It's just like, whoo, we getting a little too hot and heavy. I don't know if we should go home. We we should, we should separate. I would say a home run would be meeting in person because you're like, I could die if I meet this person. That's true. That's true. I think, yeah, you you went all the way if you just meet in today's world. Ugh. See, for me, here's what I here's what I equate app dating to. Uh-huh. Cause as somebody who who doesn't do it, and let me let me talk, let me be real. Like Okay. You know, I, I love I love my I love my fiance. We're we're good and everything. But like there's always a part of everybody who's in a long term relationship where they were just like, I wonder like if I could if I still had it, you know, mm-hmm. not in a way that you're going to go out and like act on it. But just wondering, like, what would my life look like if I was single in today's world as opposed to even 2007? And how I envision that looking is have you seen Easy on Netflix? I have not. What is Easy. It's a it's like an anthology show. And there's an episode with Orlando Bloom, Kate Micucci, and um I can't say her name, Malin some I can't say her last name. Um Malin Ackerman. Orlando Bloom Yes, 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 yes. I guess I should have been able to say that. That's oh, it's not that hard. fine. Don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> it's okay, baby. Thank you, Nicole. Mm-hmm. But they are married and then they match with Kate Micucci, who they kind of know, and then they just have a threesome together. And I'm like that's what app dating is. <laughs> Where it's just like, yo, you're just meeting people who just want to have some fun. And then you go back to your real life. But what you explained to me sounds awful. And now I'm reconsidering. Yeah. I mean, you should feel very blessed and lucky and thankful that you have a significant other because truly, it is a it's a nightmare. And then you don't know what you're meeting. Do you know what I mean? So every first right. date, you're like, this person could either be the love of my life or like literally throw me down the stairs or like uh, uh, try to like kill me or just be a boring mm-hmm. piece of shit. Right. And also, I would assume that because you know, you have no mutuals. Generally, you have no mutuals. You have 
nobody uh, no link between you two it's just like it's a whole bunch of blind dates which yep even in 2007 wasn't was still kind of not i don't want to say frowned upon but people kind of looked at them weird where they were just saying a blind date i don't know how many of those i can go out on <laughs> and now it seems like that's all people go out on yeah is blind dates that's it that's what an app is an app is a blind date where you get to look at like he's into books i can't wait to talk about the books he likes it's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) all right so if all right so if apps are bad how else are you how else are you pursuing dating life i mean uh i have yet to have a friend set me up with anybody because i run in like a it's like a big circle, but like a small circle. Um, so like right. everybody kind of knows each other. And then if you right. try to hook up with somebody at work, all the crew members are married. Every single one is married. Um, mm-hmm. Every director I've ever met has been married or dating somebody. The actors are married. Everyone is already booed up. So I'm not going to meet nobody at work. Mm-hmm. My friend Janelle was like, you should go to Target. And uh, and you should like roam the aisles of Target and you'll meet somebody. I have yet to do that. Also, that won't work. That seems so. You just go. You gonna meet somebody in like the 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 the, the like Oreo aisle or something? How do you meet people at Target? <laughs> I mean, it's working for her. Is is it, oh she's doing it? Yeah, Shit. she's doing it. So I don't know. All right. I just I stand corrected. I guess I'll just do the apps until I pass away. Okay. All right. I would assume because I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and ask Heavenly Father to give you at least 50 to 60 more years. So I'm going to assume that you have a long time on this planet. And by the time you are ready to pass on, we would have come up with something way better than apps by that point, right? (laughs) Hopefully. We have to have. Maybe in the future I can order... uh Order a like a little robot man to to love me. Okay. On robot note, we have to take a break. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. With chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary dairy. And we're back. Uh, two people talking in two separate locations coming together for a podcast. That was a lovely break. It was so lovely. It, the 21st century... Uh, who knew? Who knew 2020 would be here? I mean, okay. Here, all last year, I was like, 2020 is my year, baby. Mm-hmm. This year's gonna be amazing. And honestly, this year, the first two and a half months of this year were outstanding. Shit was popping off. I was going out on great dates. I was like, this is wonderful. Work was good. Stand-up was good. I was like, I'm gonna take a little break from stand-up. And then uh, Corona happened. But you know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. stay optimistic. I still think this is my year. Um, <laughs> I, s- I still think it's your year. Thank you. It's a wild thing to say in the midst of like, I can't leave my house. But, you know, I think it's going to pick up and turn <laughs> around. All right. So if you've been, are you from Chicago or is this your family living in Chicago? 
My family lives in Chicago. I grew up in Jersey. Okay. You're from Jersey. I'm from Chicago. We both have had this where this is what coronavirus is going to be like. After a month, after months of winter and everybody is just, you know, wearing a whole bunch of clothes, not really getting their hair cut and their hair done that much <laughs> and shit like that. And then that first spring day and that first spring week, everybody just busts out of their cocoon like a fucking butterfly. Like, that's what coronavirus is going to be like. After this quarantine is over, we all going to come outside and we going to look our best. We going to get haircuts and we going to be <laughs> we going to be ready. We're going to be ready. And like, I'm telling you, Nicole, you won't even have to go to Target. You could just stand outside of Target and you will find you somebody. <laughs> oh, I love this. They looking for snacks. Everybody's just going to be looking for snacks. Everybody hasn't had human interaction <laughs> in a minute. They're going to be looking for snacks. I can't yes. wait. I'm going to be a snack. I've been doing yoga every day and meditating mm-hmm. because I feel crazy. So I wake up at eleven thirty every day. Although today at ten, the whole like I don't know what was happening. There were so many noises and beeping happen outside. It was like beep beep, and then my dogs were barking. And I was like, "All right, I'm up, I'm up. I wanted to sleep in, but I'm up." Yeah. But I did my little yoga. This this white lady talks to me on YouTube. Uh, she leads me through it and she tells me I'm good at it, even though she can't see me, and I love her for it. <laughs> And then I do some more stretching on my own. I've been trying to really work on my splits. So so when the spring comes and we're unquarantined, I'm a split on the dick. I'm going to land so hard on someone's dick, I'm going to break it. See? I can't wait. See? Listen. Listen. And you know what? Six months ago, whoever dick you was going to break wouldn't have wanted that. But <laughs> six months from now, I mean, like, break this dick, baby. Break this dick. <laughs> they're they're going to be ecstatic they're gonna be ecstatic we're gonna cha- we're changing we're changing uh, we are see i'm on the i'm on the opposite end because like because I, because i am in a long-term relationship but here's the thing yes i live with my significant other but we both got lives mm-hmm. and now we both just in the crib and what is that like what is it like where you have two separate lives is your significant other also an actor or in entertainment she is not um she teaches gymnastics to kids oh and she's mostly like a dance teacher and then she has other odd jobs she also does like personal assistant work for like this rich lawyer family Mm -hmm. um but yeah and she's she's she like knows entertainment because we went to an entertainment college and or acting or performing art college and shit so she knows it she's taking a class or two at ucb Mm -hmm. it's not like she's out of it but well, I'm it's just, not her main focus. Yeah, you guys have like pretty separate lives. But now that you're inside yeah. together, has that put a strain on your <sighs> relationship or or are you just like easy peasy? It's been OK because like she's been still working for the past week, mm-hmm. but that's about to stop. So now she's really just about to be home more. And but I've been home like this whole time because all production shit has stopped for just about everybody in the entertainment business. Yeah. And. I, you know, I'm already, I'm already finding things annoying that I probably shouldn't like, why are you chewing your popcorn like that? Like shit like that is already, (laughs) which is bad. Uh, And we'll be fine. We've been together for so long that like this, it's just normal. But like my, my fiance is a huge talker Mm -hmm. and because I do like podcasting and acting and improv 
when I'm out of the house, I talk so much. Yep. So when I'm in the crib, I'm just like, I'm just ready to chill. You know, I'm ready mm-hmm. to turn off for a little bit. And it's really hard when like your significant other walks through the door and in the first 60 seconds, she's already said 1500 words. <laughs> and now that's becoming nonstop. So we're, we'll be fine, but we will be taking, you know, some solo walks mm-hmm. every other day at the very least. Uh, just because I don't, here's the thing. Like I haven't been able to do roommates since I was 19. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love people. I love hanging out. I love, and I have nothing against anybody who loves the roommate life. But for me, my favorite thing about having friends is they go home. Um, <laughs> And event, even if they've been there for like two, three days, they still eventually go home. Um, and like living with my significant, living with Jess has been great. It's great. We, I love it. But we still go out and mm-hmm. we can like take time to miss each other. And now that's not going to be the case for at least, it seems like a month plus. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Listen, have me back in three months and I may be single and available. <laughs> I honestly will check in with you down the road because I am really curious about couples who are cooped up together who don't spend like a crazy amount of time. There's some couples who work together, live together, are together. And then there's some Mm -hmm. couples who have very different lives. So I am super curious to see how this works out. I am too. I I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I think you will be be too. Y'all been together for a very long time, over a decade. Yeah. So like, I think you'll be fine. But I I will love to hear after a couple months what's up with you guys. I have a question about your girlfriend or your fiance. So she teaches gymnastics. Mm -hmm. This is literally not even for the podcast. It's for me personally. She teaches gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Would she give me private lessons after this is all done? I think she would. Hell yeah, she would. I really want to learn how to do like a back handspring. Oh, she'll definitely do that. And she teaches kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like she's very good at. She has a lot of patience. One. Ah, Yes, uh, I'm very dumb. <laughs> I mean, listen, I didn't say that. I just said she has a lot of patience. <laughs> but she also like she also is very good at breaking it down in a way that like you know for for kids to understand which mm-hmm. i feel is a good way that translates to adults because a lot of times when we try to learn some new shit adults talk to us like adults mm-hmm. and it was like no talk to me like i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about yes. like talk to me like i'm a child <laughs> like i don't know what this is oh boy i can't wait till quarantine's over this bitch is gonna be back bended and back handspringing i can't wait Ooh shit see listen who, whoever whoever that whoever that person is that whose dick you about to break in a few months <laughs> you're gonna have so much you're gonna have so many tricks for them it's gonna be it's I gonna, you're gonna live your best life cannot wait for this man to see this big bitch do a backflip onto his dick he's gonna be so he'll literally die of shock he'll be like i should have died during corona this is wild <laughs> yes just the visual of anybody backflipping onto a dick it's so funny. I want to do it. That's the goal. The end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I'm going to be doing backflips on the dick. I can't wait. I fucking love it. Can I ask, do you remember your like first girlfriend that you've ever had? 
When did you start dating? Um, I I start dating like my first real girlfriend. I was fifteen. Ooh. That's when I also lost my virginity at 15, Ooh. which is too young. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. It's too young. I mean, like, it's too young as an adult. Back then, I was like, God damn, I'm 15. When am I going to lose this shit? <laughs> uh, but as a now 33-year-old, I'm like, yeah, probably, you know, 15-year-olds probably aren't equipped for long-term relationships where you're having constant sex mm-hmm. <laughs> um maybe hookups but you know i don't know i don't know who fucking knows mm-hmm. but i started dating then and since then i've only had three real girlfriends all long term ish ah so you're a serial monogamist i guess so like that that first girlfriend we dated for like a year and a half, which for a 15 year old is a long time. That is a very, I think a very long time. Yeah. And then my next girlfriend after that, we dated for two years and that was like 17 and 18 or 18 and 19. And then I met Jess when I was about to turn 21. Mm -hmm. So I've had some breaks in there where I wasn't dating anybody and I was doing my own thing and shit like that. But whenever I have sat down to date someone like, I have been in it for the long haul. Okay. I, yeah, I don't even know what that's like. I've never dated anyone for more than like two months. Really? No one? No one. Well, no, that's a lie. I dated someone on and off for three years, but like it was okay. more off than on. Got it. So you've never had like a continuous long-term relationship. No, I've never been in a relationship where like both people were like, we love each other and this is healthy and good. See, I wonder the the same way you are wondering, like, I wonder what that's like to be in a long term relationship. I also wonder what it's like to date multiple people and only and like go through a stretch where oh, I've only been I've only dated her for five weeks. I've only dated this person for like a month or two. I would say it's a little exhausting, but also my lifestyle is so weird. Like this whole quarantine has been insane personally because I'm out of town every weekend or almost every other weekend. If I'm in town, I'm working. If I cancel tour dates, it's because I'm in LA working. But now it's Mm -hmm. like at a dead stop. And I'm like, well, if I was dating somebody, then I would have like them to focus on. But now that I have nothing to do, I'm like, I guess I focus on me, but like I already focus on mm. me. So it's it's a very weird thing. Yeah, I I wonder because like like you said, your your, your lifestyle is so hectic and things like that mm-hmm. where like I don't even know. Like, is that it, it has to be so hard to like have a stable relationship because that those first few months are are such a get to know you phase, right? Mm-hmm. And the most you get to know somebody is in that kind of stability uh, that you have of seeing them often and things like that, where you get to a place where you say, "Oh, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this for a long time." I just think it's gonna take longer for you to get there. I don't think I think you can get there. Mm-hmm. It just may take longer for you to get to the point where you say, "Oh, we can do this for a long time." Mm-hmm. Well, I did this year decide that I would cut back a little bit on touring. Okay. So like last year I was gone 
I don't, I would have to look it up, but I think I probably was out of town like 30 weeks out of the year doing shows and stuff. Wow. And I was like, and I got my hour to a place where I was like, I'm really proud of it. I really love it. And then I was like, so why keep touring with the same hour? Maybe you try to sell it or whatever, or maybe you go out of town like twice a month and you try to limit mm-hmm. that. So you can actually be in town and get to know someone. Uh, Cause it, it is hard when you go on a date with someone and you're like, Oh my God, we connected, but I'm not here for the next eight to tw- 12 days. And then it's just like, right. Oh, well, all right. So we're going to go two weeks and not see each other. I see you. So it's like this real jerky start and stop in the beginning of the relationship when it is important. So I, yeah. I was like, I think I need to adjust my lifestyle just a little bit. I don't have to do everything that I'm doing. I can say no and that's a hard thing to learn that you don't got to do everything that people ask you to do. Yeah, I'm I'm in that I'm I'm learning that now. Like I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to work just a little bit more and and I produce a lot of like shows here in LA and I'm to the point now where I'm I don't have to work with everybody just because mm-hmm. I feel like I have to, you know? Like I can say no. It, you know, if it's not fulfilling or joyful and especially if it ain't making no damn money yes like i i can say no to things and like it's you know hey look it comes with age Mm -hmm. you know i'm almost in my i'm almost in my mid-30s so i'm i'm getting there to the point where i can say yeah i don't have to say yes to every fucking thing which is great yeah and i do think that wisdom comes with age because in my early 20s People be like, come shoot this video. Uh, We'll give you Doritos and and a hug. And I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) Will you squeeze Mm -hmm. me with the hug? Yes, I'll do it. Yes. Are they cool, Ranch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now I'm like, no, come on. I'm not doing that unless it's, you know, for a friend or something or somebody I care about. Yeah. Listen, for me, this is how I knew that I loved Jessica. Mm-hmm. is when she asked me to help her move and I did it and I wasn't upset that she asked me <laughs> and this was a while ago obviously but I because now I'm just like yo I you know my back be hurting I can't be helping you move <laughs> for some pizza and two beers like either pay me or go get some damn movers and I get mm-hmm. it we all ain't rich but like shit my back ain't getting younger so but when she asked me like oh I'm moving you know are you free this day can you help me and I was like baby I wouldn't let you move without me. I got you. And I was like, damn, I love this girl. <laughs> and yeah, because like shit, when you do shit for friends that, you know, will become annoying to you mm-hmm. in the future, but is not annoying to you with that person. Like that usually means something, I think. I think so. I very rarely like I mean, I have a like a bunch of very close friends that I would do literally anything for. Um, mm-hmm. You need me to fly some like my friend uh, was in she her her now husband went out of this. We like lived together in New York and then her husband went to school out of state and she was going a little crazy being out of New York. And I was in New York working. So I was like, do you want to come to New York? And she was like, Yeah, but like, I don't, I can't afford it right now. And I was like, no, bitch, I have miles. Let's use my miles. Let's get you here. You stay in my hotel room. And she was like, you would do that? And I was like, I will literally do anything for you. I love you dearly. And she has reciprocated, you know, 
in her way more than, you know, dozens and dozens of times. But I've never dated anyone where I was like, I will do. Actually, I dated one person where I was like, I'll do things for you. But that was like me mm-hmm. being like, I'll do things for you and maybe you'll do something for me. Uh, I'm yeah. not worthy. I'm a piece of shit. Please love me. <laughs> yes. And that was bad. Yeah, that was very bad. Yeah, that's the that's the dangerous part when you will do anything for somebody, but they won't reciprocate or do anything for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's like the person who you realize, you know what? For the past six months, every time we talk is when I text you. But you never text me. Mm-hmm. It's like that, where it's just like you realize, like, this is kind of one-sided here. So let's back out. Yeah, and I just read this. My friend Langan sent me this article called, oh, shit, I can't remember, but it's like The Crane Wife or something. And The Crane Wife is this, like, old story about a crane who wants to marry this man but knows that he won't marry her unless she's a woman. So she spends every night plucking out her feathers to try to look like a woman. And mm-hmm. then this woman had written this essay about how she was like plucking her feathers, trying to become this person. So her fiance would love her. And he just didn't love her and was like mean to her. And I was like, Oh my God, this is what I do a lot of the time. I try to like not change myself, but like try to smush myself into this like place where I think maybe you'll love me. Yeah. Which is crazy. That shit is wild. I mean, like, not to get, I know this is a comedy podcast, but like, to, like, real talk, that happened to me with my relationship right before Jess, where, you know, we, growing up black, you also grow up religious, uh, when you got Mm -hmm. religious ass grandparents, and my girlfriend at the time, when I was like 18, came from a religious family as well and they found out that my mom was a lesbian and you know for religious people especially in Mm -hmm. mid-2000s that was a problem and yep then so you know and we had to like have talks and do all this shit and then i started like well you know is it so is something wrong with and then i hit my it hit me i was like wait the fuck a minute like why am i changing what i believe in and why am i changing I'm this is my mom like if you don't like her fuck you then we can break up which is what we did <laughs> like we eventually broke up <laughs> but it's just like yeah you get to a point where you are changing who you are and what you believe in for somebody who won't do the same for you that shit don't feel good that mm-hmm. person doesn't deserve no. to have their dick broken no no somebody <laughs> somebody who changes a little for me and you know, meets me halfway, they deserve to have their dick broken. <laughs> yes, yes. The end of 2020, having your dick broken is going to mean something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready for it. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay, do you have any advice for me on what I could be doing to... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any dating advice yes. for me? I, I do. I, I, you know, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a different world from when I was dating. So I, you know, I so if I can give you some old school advice. Okay. Old school advice is one, I think like be okay with yourself and, and which I assume you are, but we all can work on that, but be okay. Like, like get to know you first, like and dating yourself first. And mm-hmm. then when that gets to a point where it's like, all right, I know myself. I'm ready to share myself with somebody else. 
uh, I don't think you have to compromise on what you're looking for, but what you can compromise on is knowing that it's hard to put two lives together. Um, I actually think it's insane what we do as a, as human beings because two completely different lives, putting them together is very fucking hard. So compromise, mm-hmm. compromise on, on like the get to know you phase where you're saying, I don't like this, but is it like when you can put a list together and say, these are some of the things like that annoy me or that I don't like, but I'm still okay with them because I like you. Then that's the person that you should keep like pursuing stuff with. Uh, If there's stuff on that list that you're like, I just can't stand this. I wish this person would change. I wish they would change this then that's probably where you say, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right person for me. Cause with Jess, Mm -hmm. with some of the things as we were getting to know each other and I was like, "Ah, I don't love that. Or same thing with me. But I was like, but you know what? I don't care. I love her. I like her. Like that was, Mm -hmm. that was, that was the freeing part where we kicked it into the next gear. So don't compromise on what you're looking for, but understand that, when you're dating somebody, not everything is going to be perfect because there is no such thing as two perfect lives that are going to mix together. Like, in my opinion, there's no such thing. All right. And then also, you know, find you somebody who is willing to like the number one thing that you like. Like, if Jessica didn't like the Cubs, we wouldn't be dating. <laughs> you know if she came in here talking about i'm a white Sox fan i would have been like all right baby girl peace be with you be blessed uh no i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking but it helps it helps to like it, like when when you're uh-huh. when you're significant when the person you're dating has interests like see if you can become interested in it like you know now jessica likes the cubs and she'll watch baseball with me and I watched General Hospital and I haven't missed an episode in seven years. So, you know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's real fucking love. adorable. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's real love right there. She got me watching soap operas. <laughs> oh, that's fucking adorable. OK, well, we've come to a time where I I try to ask all my guests this. I think I maybe missed like five people, but mm-hmm. if you weren't in a relationship, would you date me? Nicole, I would date you in a heartbeat. Ooh, yes! Yes, <laughs> I would date you. And you know why? Because one, you are a good person. You're funny. Uh, you're intelligent. You are an attractive person. And my niece loves you. So... Oh, a child. Ch- children love me. Children and it's love been you. Very strange. Children love you. I was. It was Christmas time, and I was trying to. My I was taking care of my niece for like two days, and I was just like, "Whew, you got to go watch some damn TV or something." Um, <laughs> and and she popped on Netflix and popped on, nailed it, and it was the first time I had ever watched it. And she was like, "Oh, I love this show," and I was like, "All right, let's watch it," because I knew who you were. And I was like, all right, I like this show, too. And she was just like, I love Nicole. And she's six years old. Six. (laughs) I joke about hating kids, but it is so cute that kids like me. And they're so like they draw pictures of me. Yeah, it is really cute. It it was it was very cute. So cute. Oh, kids. Ugh. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't love them, but I don't hate them. Yeah. So we've come to the end. Is there anything that you want to promote? You know what? Listen, it's quarantine time. I'll promote just whatever the hell you like. Do as much of it as you want. But then when quarantine time is over, if people come to this episode and listen to it when they're not quarantined, come check out Culture Kings on Earwolf. Uh, Me and my co-host, we just talk that shit. It's two black hosts. It's like The View with two black male comedians. Um, (laughs) So, you know, come check that out. And then, uh, you know, I do shit around L.A., comedy and stuff like that. So I'm around. You can check me out on socials and find out what I'm doing. Well, thank you so much for doing this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? Um, If you like this episode, please rate it, subscribe um, on iTunes and whatnot. And if you say something nasty to me, I will read it out loud. This person on Instagram yesterday said, Nicole Byer, I bet you smell really good. I love you. Please send feet pics, please. (laughs) Please. And honestly, that's how I know I fucking made it. You made it. (laughs) You made it. Listen. I, I love it. I was so excited that someone finally asked me for feet pics. That's how you know you made it. I'm trying to sell my feet pics because I need money and nobody nobody wants them. So, you know, I haven't made it yet. I haven't made it yet. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Oh, also, I should promote this. I have a book coming out. It's on pre-order. I believe it was May 19th, but it's getting pushed to June 2nd. It's called hashtag very fat, hashtag very brave. The Brave Girl's Guide to Being... No, wait. The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Brave and Not a Melancholy Down in the Dumps Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini. It's very fun. Uh, It's funny. The pre-orders are in my link. I guess I'll ask Mars to put a link in the bio of this so you can pre-order it. Um, And yes, that's it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.